The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the crowds were increasing, Jesus began to say, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign shall be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah became a sign to the men of Nineveh, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will arise at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will arise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. The Gospel of the Lord. So we've looked at this gospel scene before, but it's interesting just to draw out some of those details, some of the images and the uh, prophecies that the Lord gives about the final judgment. And so we can look at it as well with regards to St. Paul's uh, letter to the Romans, where he speaks about uh, being completely set aside for the gospel, dedicated to Jesus Christ. And so what we see is that the sign that is given and that the Lord speaks about, and the, uh, all the church fathers uh, are unanimous in saying that the sign of Jonah is uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so you can see also he makes, um, he makes kind of allusions to, as well, the resurrection at the judgment, the final judgment, but it is because of his, his resurrection. So his passion, his death, and his resurrection will be the sign uh, for the final kind of proof of his divinity proof of his power, but also the manifestation and the proof of the salvation that comes to us through Jesus Christ. And so um, also there are other signs that come which after the resurrection. And one of those signs is the conversion and the witness that we have of the saints. They are also a witness to the resurrection, a witness to Christ in the fact that like St. Paul, as we see, they give themselves completely give up everything and dedicate themselves completely to the gospel of Jesus Christ and set them aside and they are set aside for his service. And so when we look at the gospel, we see that the Lord looks at this crowd that is ever increasing around him and he roots out something or wants to root out something from their hearts, which is what can become just a perpetual loop, a never ending seeking of signs. Right? So it's what happens and what can be a danger for souls is when they will make no progress in the things that they should or in good things uh, until they have seen a sign. And so this generation that he says is an evil generation, simply meaning that which generates or comes from evil. Uh, it is not from God. It is that they will not follow Christ or do what they should do um, because they have not seen a sign. And yet the irony is that no sign is acceptable to them. A sign is always the manifestation of a hidden reality, something that cannot be immediately seen. 
And that doesn't mean it has to be spiritual. So we can have signs that represent other things that are, uh, are visible in themselves, but are not immediately present. But generally speaking, what we are looking for and what they are looking for from Christ is a sign that he is God, that he has the authority to say what he says and to do what he does. But again, the Lord is speaking uh, to them and his wisdom that he is giving to them and the miracles that he is working for them are always insufficient for them. They never accept any of the signs that he works. And so he says, right, this is an evil generation and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of Jonah. And so what we see from Jonah and the two images that the Lord gives is what, what we can take from that is the dedication and the effort that we should put into seeking the gospel and the dedication and the effort that we should put into the implementation of the gospel in our life. And so we see from the example of the Queen of the South is that she travels a great distance and she brings with her, if we read in the accounts in the Old Testament, she brings with her many treasures and things to lay before uh, Solomon so that she might receive wisdom. She counts wisdom as greater than riches. She counts wisdom as something worthy of effort, of putting in a tremendous suffering to get to Solomon in order to hear that wisdom. And so she is an example for us of the effort that we should put in to seeking wisdom. There is an effort required to taking up the scriptures daily and to listening to them and to allowing them to permeate into our soul and to fill us with the wisdom of God. It requires effort, but we have the example in the saints and even in the Queen of the South as to what extent we should go to uh, receive the gospel and to take in the wisdom of God. But then in the men of Nineveh, we have an example of what we should do in receiving that gospel and conforming our life to that gospel. When Jonah goes to Nineveh, he begins preaching and it is almost immediately that the entire city falls on their knees in repentance. And so for also for us is when we receive the word of God, it is not just that we pursue his wisdom, but that we actually implement that wisdom in our life. And part of that wisdom is that we come to know how deeply we have offended God and that we are sinners in need of salvation. And so part of that wisdom is then to also fall down in repentance, to turn our hearts to God and to implement that word in our life so that we might be ever more converted to God. Conversion is a turning away from sin and a turning towards something. And what we see here is an example of both. The Ninevites turn away from sin and seek and seek repentance and seek forgiveness. The Queen of the South is this turning towards wisdom. There are examples for us in their efforts that they put into the listening of the gospel and the, the wisdom and the word of God, but also into its implementation. And we pray for the grace to do the same. Amen.